0: Welcome to another...
1: Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, uh, The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own Melissa and Ellie.
2: Welcome, Potter Potables, to Pottercast number 44. This week we've got a great show for you. We've got an interview in our Lumos Limelight segment, which features somebody or something about the upcoming Lumos 2006 conference. Dr. Tom Morris, who wrote the book "If Harry Potter Ran General Electric," he's been getting a lot of press for it, but Sue's got him for a nice interview right here. So stay tuned. The canon conundrum is on whether Neville is or was under a memory charm. Our modcast is all about the friendship of the Marauders, and we've got a lot more details about the Webbies and a lot more coming, so stay tuned. Let's go right over to Sue for the news.
3: Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news.
4: Hello, everyone. Here are our top stories. We now have some more details for you on the upcoming appearance by several actors from the Harry Potter films at their birthday party being held for the Queen next Sunday, June 25th, at Buckingham Palace. Warner Brothers has announced that as part of the special play that is being produced that night, actors Dan Ratcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, and Matt Lewis all will appear in character as Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville in a pre-taped segment. The segment is set in the Gryffindor common room, where they will recommend a spell for the palace to use in order to apprehend a thief. It is the spell that ultimately leads to them catching the crook. Yay! We at leakinnews.com will have complete coverage of this event, so stay tuned. Speaking of actors, congratulations go to actors Francis Delatorre and Richard Griffith, both who won Tony Awards recently for their work on the stage. Congratulations! Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire has been nominated for a Teen Choice 2006 award in the Choice Movie Drama category. Voting is open to the public online, and you may do so now through August 11th. Finally, Forbes magazine has released another list, this time of the top 100 celebrities. Our favorite author, J.K. Rowling, made the list at number 19. Well, for further information on all these stories, you can always find it at LeakyNews.com, which is updated daily. Now, on with the show.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Geek to Geek, the online social and dating site for geeks and people who want to meet them. Check them out at gk2gk.com. That's g k the number 2 gkcom Welcome to Podcast Fofo. Fofo baby. Fofo. Up, up, foe, <laughs> <Fos. laughs> it's Fofo's. Fofo's. Number 4. Number four. Fo Fofo. It's Fofo not 35 Fofo. Fo Fofo. Did that Five fast? Be I fa- can't. Fifa, Fo fitty, Fum. Forty, <laughs> Not fitty, be four weeks after Vegas. Oh. Both foe.
0: Fifa, 40, 40,
2: Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> We're Ann Introducing, introducing <laughs> ourselves for almost the uh, second time for both of us, for two of us. What? What? At this point in the show. What part of the show
5: is this? I thought we just started.
2: Well, is this- could I talk? Okay. No. This will be the second time Can you... me and one other person in here have introduced ourselves. I'm doing a count.
5: Oh. They're introducing
2: ourselves for the second time in the show.
5: Well, then you don't have to introduce yourself, lady.
2: Okay, then I won't.
5: Everybody knows and doesn't care who you are.
2: Okay. Oh.
5: Oh. Okay. There's Sue over there in the corner.
0: Hi. Hello.
5: And in the other corner.
4: It's who is that guy?
5: Big J in the he's.
4: The big J's in the house. Here we are, people. There they are, back fresh from New York. Uh, I'm, I'm still in
2: New York. Oh, oh that's <laughs> fresh. Okay. Nothing <laughs> oh, fresh oh, about this weather. Well, oh, What places? <laughs> I yeah.
5: them,
4: no. Well, we did hear some news about the Mr. Dan Ratcliffe's appearance, or non yeah. appearance,
5: fake you know,
2: appearance. So he's going to be
5: there with the queen. They're going to do a disco dance on the floor. No.
2: <laughs> No, um he will not be at the Queen's birthday party. Oh. Not gonna happen. However
5: Why doesn't Dan like the Queen?
2: His well He likes her know. fine, he likes her fine, he's gonna be on vacation.
4: But oh. he is people are people attending are gonna be able to see Mr. Ratcliffe
2: as Harry Potter.
0: Is and Mr. No?
2: Rupert Grinch. Now as
0: will this be Ron. the first
2: time he's been as Harry Potter and something besides Harry Potter?
5: I think might. Might be. You know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess so. They're very careful about that.
4: Yes, they are. You know, so.
5: Well, it's a freaking queen.
4: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's the queen, dude. She
5: happens to like Harry Potter immensely. She has Isle of Ron bedsheets. Yeah. And the palace. (laughs) Can you
4: imagine? I've heard. (laughs) She has it to little Chuck, Prince Charles.
2: (laughs) Here here you go. Okay. So, yes, so, yeah, Dan. I, I just, oh, and I'm just kidding. I know wouldn't see anybody in England go so much just. into this. He's not going to be there. He's going to be on vacation. He's just taking right. a very arduous test and you know, needs to chill out. Ex-
5: explain to me when you're on the set of the Harry Potter movie every day of your life where, where the work comes in that requires a vacation.
2: No, I'm sorry. That no. kid...
5: I right, know. I'm just yeah. kidding.
2: Yeah. He, he works harder
5: than movie. any other Harry Potter in the world.
2: He works yep. harder than any other actor on that set. Absolutely. Uh, not only because he's in every scene, but because he insists on... Doing all the stunts, and he's always, yeah. and, then, and then he, and then he has time to do things like, like read the Joe interview, which, he, which was like the first thing oh, yeah. he said to me the last time I saw him. You know, yeah. oh, I read and, that interview just to learn about his character in Book Six. Like, come on, that's pretty. He likes
5: to. He likes to go to the video arcade with Ivana Lynch.
2: Yeah.
5: From what I've heard, and spending yeah. some good time together.
2: Uh, are you starting I don't know about rumors?
5: That. What
2: are you starting rumors? Are they are rumors?
5: If it's true, or if it's not true? <laughs> the
2: rumor is if you have absolutely no facts to, to back it up.
5: So basically, that's pretty much all I do every week, then, isn't it? Yes, that is. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Well, anyway, we learned that they
4: filmed the scene and it has been already filmed. That it's a segment in the Gryffindor common room that they're recommending a spell for the palace to use in order to apprehend a thief.
5: You suppose that's it's just... anything like the Saturday Night Live Harry Potter sketch?
2: Oh, oh that thing which was- we saw this weekend, <laughs> randomly on it happened television. to be playing on Really? E. Oh yeah.
5: man, <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite things in the entire Saturday Night Live ever.
2: What the Hermione with big boobs? Yeah. Oh, I'm so look, surprised. Lohan, shocking. Isn't it? Oh, Lindsay Lohan. Ooh. <sighs> yeah,
5: well, she's nothing yeah. much to speak about anymore. But she used to be something.
2: Well, now she's a well. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about Lindsay
5: Lohan. <laughs> what yeah. show did our podcast just I turn ju- into I for a second? I
2: really don't know. <laughs> that would be okay. a lot of fun to do that <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> No, it would not. So- okay. Well, speaking of comedy,
4: uh, there was one other really kind of fun piece of news, and I know Melissa will enjoy this, that John Cleese has said that he has... He is unhappy with the, the performers today, and so he's going to write a book about the history of comedy and hold classes explaining how to make people laugh. Excellent.
5: Oh.
4: I love, John Cleese, of course, is one of the great Monty Python original founding members and plays Nearly Headless Nick. And
0: yeah. he
4: was only complimentary about two people in comedy today, and one is one of our favorites, right, Melissa? Who would that be? Is it Mr. Eddie?
2: Yes, it is. It man. is Mr. Eddie. Mr. Eddie Izzard, who's, a he's just a because he understands the basic thing that it really doesn't matter what you say, and this is actually part of his shtick, it matters how you say it. It's just absolute, absolute truth, because a lot of the stuff that he says, you go and you you say it, you repeat it to a friend, and they're like, why is that funny? Like, no, 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 you just, you have to hear Eddie Izzard say it. (laughs) no, no, no. No, 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 no! Let's all make fun of Melissa <laughs> once. No, not, no, no. Fun of hey, you find and it's awesome, lady. man. It's awesome. So you I know, that was a really cool. I'll
5: story. agree with Mister Clays that um, I think I think a lot of the, especially a lot of the American comedy, sucks lately. Yeah, this, especially the TV shows where they have to play a sound effect of people laughing to tell the yeah. audience to laugh. That is the lamest, stupidest thing about television these days, and only a few. Brilliant shows don't do that. One of them sadly got canceled because uh, the audience didn't appreciate it, namely Arrested Development. But The, the Office is pretty good too.
2: Oh, The Office. Yeah. But The British Office is better.
5: Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. saying those, those are all non laugh track shows Yeah. that Big J appreciates.
2: Okay. Yeah.
5: yeah. God, so Harry this, Potter shows. How do we. This is related. This so, so far off No, you know it, it is
4: Isn't because. It? Yeah, because John wow. Cleese is, I mean, you know, and I'll read his book. I would love to go to one of those classes just because I think he's, he's, I, mean, I think he rocks. And yeah. well I'd like to see it headless and it come back. And one other thing was, he, <clears throat> I
5: want to he, mention
4: too that, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
5: No, I'm just being dumb. I was going to ask <laughs> if, if he did his own stunts um, for the headless part. of the <laughs> That'd
0: be pretty yeah. rough.
4: You know, that would be one thing I'd like to watch is how they do one of the, like, those little scenes, you know? I mean, how do they film that? But I don't know. Yeah. I weird that way. Um, yeah. one other thing was, was we, oh. I want to mention too, this is cool, that the Tony Awards were held last week in New York and, um, two actors from the Harry Potter films, Francis Delator and Richard Griffiths, both won Tony Awards. And I think it's the first time that, that Uncle Vernon has pwned Lord Voldemort.
5: I don't know if everybody saw our fun little pictures we took with Mr. Voldemort.
4: In, in, the, in the
5: city, we actually that was took awesome. we actually took a a similar picture with uh, the Vernon guy. We took a, a backpack full of envelopes and started throwing them at him and taking the picture. It just didn't turn out as good as the Voldemort ones.
4: Oh, those are brilliant! You can I can
2: touch you. That was awesome. I oh. can
5: touch you
2: <laughs> now. i no, <laughs> not very good at it. Okay, no, I, I
5: confess wild. myself I'm disappointed.
2: What else we got, Sue? Oh, well, just one
4: minor thing. It's that, that the woman in Georgia who's attempting to get that the books. lady
2: again. Oh, bah, she stinks. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I want to have her on the show
5: so I can go like this. To yeah. r-
2: if somebody was serious and had read the books and had serious, intelligent things to say about why they thought it should be banned, I would want that person on the show. I can't well, that find a, that person.
5: That is the key word, though, isn't it? Read the books.
2: I mean, why yeah, do they exactly. say this if they haven't read the Why? Why?
5: Yeah. That's pretty much like me saying Eddie Izzard sucks, not having ever heard his music.
2: John. isn't it though? <laughs> He's Why a I comedian, a little- John.
5: Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever he does, saying he sucks because right. I've never heard his stuff.
2: No, absolutely, it's it's, oh. it's idiotic, idiotic, and
5: go, f- and go further to say that Eddie Izzard's material is corrupting both you and Sue.
4: <laughs> Cake death. Well, that's that's true.
5: Yeah. Yep for the worse
4: and thus we reached this
2: pause we all stopped and yeah. about that hmm well she does <laughs> live in Georgia which means
5: nothing. which means how many Georgian listeners can I tick off
2: oh we're gonna get emails
5: no I love Georgia 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 is on the okay. line. I don't know how that okay. song goes either
2: What else? What else, what else is going on? Something oh. about Harry
5: Potter Hey, our new galleries came out the
2: guys, they, they rock you can Look at every single picture them. and
5: win a prize
2: Okay, John <laughs> I'm No, you can you can get around them now <laughs>
5: Yeah, you can actually Yay. hit back And you can actually hit forward well, you
2: can
5: Do a direct link
2: The Ajax one was an experiment, we'll call it
5: Yeah
0: Yeah.
2: It didn't well, really work out that the guys well guys
5: from Google apologized for they it They did isn't that funny? They're like, yeah, Ajax. It's all good, but it's buggy sometimes.
2: Yeah, like, sorry, we, we made that in an afternoon.
5: They, like, they we did hate over you. tea and Cupid. Uh, Help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Scones.
4: And we have our craft side up too by. Chaves. Yes, we have a new craft oh, site. Awesome. It's really
2: awesome. It really is. Um, as soon as we heard her talking about it on podcast, and I said, "Oh, geez, you need to do, you need to make a, a section because I bet that a lot of people would want to know how to make stuff." You know?
5: Yeah, I actually tried my hand at the crocheting a uh, snitch pattern, and it caught on fire.
2: Surprised me. No.
5: Yeah, pretty much. I'm very bad at the crochet. I have this
4: image
2: of you sitting around trying to crochet. not it
5: spontaneously combusting? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, we also have a little piece of leaky news that um that I haven't posted as of this recording, but I will by the time the show Ooh. comes out. Which Ooh. is that we have a new staff member joining the ranks of the senior leaky staff.
0: Oh,
2: no! His name is Alex.
0: Oh, that guy? we've spoken you know? so
2: much about Super Alex, and when the, we when we have a push to put out a project, he just gets in there and gets it done. And he's deserved to be senior leaky staff or recognized as such for so long.
3: Mm-hmm. So we finally
2: decided to just to just do it. Seriously, when we do a big project, there's a million little things that need doing, and he just he just gets in there and does it. And that is so I can't tell you how valuable that is in, a, in somebody mm-hmm. you work with. So
5: he's pretty much like. The most valuable Alex we have on staff. He is. <laughs> he is easily.
2: Alex rocks. Go
5: hands, Alex. Hands down. So we
2: want to give him the yeah. proper welcome and.
5: Mm-hmm. Hi Alex, welcome to Leaky.
2: That means you have meetings now, Alex.
5: It means me- meetings every Show Monday, up. Wednesday, Thursday.
2: <laughs> yeah, it means I get to bother you a whole lot more. Uh oh. Run, run. Yeah, right. I know.
5: What? 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 Uh, what level would that make me?
2: Oh, John.
5: For all the bothering I put up with.
2: If 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 he's senior, you're ancient.
5: I'm. I need. I need to be like. What's the. What's the. Um.
2: Decrepit. Uh,
5: what's all the uh, the titles for for D- Dumbledore?
0: All oh, of like his, the um, wizen Gamut. Sup-
2: <laughs> yeah. Wizen's all right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, oh shall my. we
2: skidoo? Yes, we should do. Skidoo,
0: skidoo, fo
1: And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast.
0: Um, yeah, we are
1: in Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Modcast. I'm Lorraine Damarelle, otherwise known on Leaky Forums as Asphodel Wormwood. I'm Donna Hosey, better known as Marauding Don.
6: And this is Jason Edwards, known as the Guru of Sloth. And today we're talking about the Marauders, but more specifically, sort of what were the dynamics that began to... Break them up and and um, drive them apart, uh, leading up to James's death at the hands of Lord Voldemort. Don't say the name. Ah, uh, yes. Thoughts?
7: Yeah, we're going to um, go for the, the discuss kind of the missing years, aren't we? Which um, yeah, there's not really we a yeah. don't know Plan, and we're going This is pure speculation. Um, but we've been chatting, and we think that between Year Five, when they made the Marauders Map, and the kind of period of. Was seven or eight years between that and James's death that there was something that happened to the dynamics of the group the former orders by the time of James's death were prepared to turn on each other Wormtail betrayed everybody Sirius thought um, Lupin was a spy Lupin was ready to believe that Sirius was capable of all those things um and there's just, something must have happened in those, that, those, those seven years that, um, that shifted. I mean, what would have turned Wormtail into such a betrayer? Right. You know, just, well, well I, you kind of, I suppose you have to go kind of, the only thing you can really look at is Snape's worst memory, which is, you know, yeah, that's a, a place good place to start. Because, you know, he was kind of bullied a little bit, wasn't he? I mean, he was, he, he was, he was definitely the, the, the lesser one of the group.
1: Yeah, I mean that and happens was weird because, at school You yeah. know, you're always gonna I mean, like, guys, especially at that age They're so obnoxious and they're oh, always yeah. They're always, you know, beating each other up Whacking each other around the head with their backs <laughs> You know, getting each other into trouble no, and everything like that <laughs> But it's not quite like that Because it's just Peter that they They single out You know, the others are but always that sort memory. of like you know, Oh, I love you James, oh, I love you Sirius Oh, I love you Remus <laughs> Peter, you moron
6: Right, you little dork. Yeah. But he, he doesn't, you know, and it's hard to know what's going on inside his head, but he almost seems to, like, lap that up, you know, in a way. I mean, he seems really so...
7: Just thrilled um, to be part of the group.
6: Yeah, you know, like, oh my gosh, James is, like, yeah. the coolest ever, and I don't care what he says to me, he's he's my buddy. I mean, James you
7: really serious think he's like the leaders of that group, aren't they?
6: Well, I don't know. I-
1: or is he sort of one of those who sort of, you know, puts up with it quietly to you know to hold on to it oh i sound like tacitus well yeah that's what i'm wondering but yeah you know holds holds on to it um and just sort of bears it in mind for like the it
6: seems to roll right off his back but but yeah maybe there's you know you know uh inside he, there's there's things going on like you know well i'll put up with this for now because of what i get from it but you know maybe he wasn't didn't really think of them as closely as as they thought he did because of the way he I was treated. I think,
7: though, if you look at them, they, show, they do show a loyalty to, to Peter. Um, I mean, I do, I, I do think do. Peter turns yeah. on them because, you know, he quite obviously wasn't the cleverest in the group and perhaps I don't know, just pure speculation. He felt bullied or whatever. But, you know, they hung around for him and helped him turn into an animagus. They, they could they have did. just done it and left him behind, but they didn't. They they stuck with him and they stayed with him until he could do it. And then... That's when they went off on their adventures. So, I don't actually see him as that
1: weak a wizard because of the fact that he was able to do that. And there's only so much you can do to help a person. You know, he does have the capabilities within him to have made, you know, taught himself to be an Animagus because the others wouldn't have, James and Sirius wouldn't have the patience to stand with him all that time. They'll be Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, just, you can't be bothered, so we'll just go on ahead without you. I don't think they were that loyal. And plus, the the magic he did when the Dark Law was um, reborn. And. The fact that he kept so quiet all the time makes me believe that Peter is actually um, more intelligent than, than is let on. He's just, because he's so hungry for power and because he seems quite naive and young, and thus that sort of like creates the illusion that he's less intelligent. Whereas I do think he has quite a good aptitude for magic beneath that. He just doesn't know quite how to conduct himself.
6: Mm. Yeah, I think we've seen that he's he kind of surprised pretty much everyone who knew him with um, you know what he was capable of, and I don't just mean like what evil things he was capable of, but what magical things he was capable of. I, I don't think they quite expected that from him, and I don't wanna I wanna clear this up. I'm not. I don't think any of us are trying to say that the Marauders created. This evil guy. Oh, no, no, I no. Mean, it came from him. You know, these were his choices. I mean, we're talking but, about 15 year you know, old boys
7: here. I mean, I'm the yeah, mother of exactly. boys, and, you know, right. they're daft as brushes. You know, they really are. So, yeah. you know, they, they wouldn't have thought for a second that, I mean, again, but on the other hand, we can't excuse bullying, but there, there is, no. you know, there's a fine line that, um, you know, Peter quite obviously crossed, and, um,
6: yeah. Um, and my impression is that they didn't so much bully him a lot, but you know, Teaser. they may have yeah, they might have enhanced this sort of feeling that, oh, I'm, I'm inferior, or yeah. they think I'm inferior just because that kind of became his role within within their group, he was kind of the hanger on. I think because
7: there was four in the group I think Remus mm. probably acted as some kind of buffer between yeah. Peter and, I mean, James and Sirius were the, the two best mates and then, yeah, that's another and then interesting you've got kind of it, the dynamic of, of Lupin, who was made a prefect, um to right. kind of calm those two down, and then possibly he took a lot of the heat then off of peter. but um but of course, another thing um, although Remus was the prefect, he wasn't made the head boy right. in year seven. could that have caused some kind of problems or a
6: strain? Well, I wonder, and this is something that I saw people writing about on the forums um, was that another thing that might have Begun like some mistrust, at least between Remus and Sirius, would be when Sirius tried to basically, you know, use Remus. And I'm sure he didn't think of it this way, but when he sent, wanted to send Snape into the Shrieking yeah. Shack to meet up with the transformed uh, yeah. Lupin, um, you know, I don't How would you take that if, if someone it's was It's such kinda, a
7: betrayal, isn't it? I mean, how, how could yeah. Remus trust Sirius? He was prepared right. to use him to get at Snape.
1: Yeah, but then yeah. again, it's just, you know, he is 15, and whilst that is quite intelligent, you're still prone to making just jolly, stupid right. mistakes. You know, Sirius obviously didn't mean it as a malicious mm. sort of, oh, I'm going to use you, Remus. It's like, yeah, oh, wow, no, 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 I'm going to use so. this to my advantage. And I think that's possibly why Remus would quite easily and readily, well, more readily than some forgive him, because Remus is understanding enough to know that Sirius just did it recklessly. He didn't realise quite what he right. was doing.
6: I agree, but wouldn't that still um, in some way kind of cause you to lose a little bit of trust or a little bit of... of faith,
1: I think you know? it might... When it came to the apparent betrayal of the Potters by Sirius, because that's what it looked, Remus would probably think, well, you know, Sirius has done stuff that's landed everybody in trouble before, almost got people killed, look, he's done it again. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. oh, Sirius is a really bad person, but all the evidence points towards Sirius.
6: But, yeah, I, I think... um. I can see what you're saying, and I I don't think that like there was there had come a point where, I mean I don't get the impression that there was such a rift or anything. But you know I think it's just like one of those seeds that could have been planted. And
7: so why was Sirius prepared to think that Lupin was the spy?
6: Right. Yeah. It seems you almost get the impression that they all might have because. I mean, there was never really any consideration of James and Lily using Lupin, was there? No. As their secret keeper. I think it was because
1: of the liability. They didn't. They went into hiding indefinitely, and they couldn't have a secret keeper who could be taken as an animal um because mm-hmm. obviously when he's transformed he doesn't have a wand he can't defend himself other than by biting you just need a quick you know a really good strong stunner maybe to mm-hmm. take him oh, in yeah. you've got him you've captured the, the the secret keeper if you find out you know that he's a secret keeper so because of his illness mm-hmm. he would therefore be a liability so that's why he wasn't considered i think
0: yes
7: he couldn't go into hiding like sirius Right. Sirius was prepared to go into hiding but um and in fact Peter was supposed to go into hiding wasn't he and then Sirius went to check up on him yeah i guess lupin if you know for a certain time every month you lose control of your senses you don't right. you can't go into hiding you can you're a liability you can be out there you can be doing anything and you can't stop yourself
6: if you've got you know this kind of sneaky little guy who no one really suspects of anything underhanded or you know even that much intelligence to to be underhanded, you know, could he be working, you know, very subtly to to kind of maybe drive some sort of wedge? You know, what what if Peter was feeding, yeah, you know, information to one Staring to the other
1: and saying, bit. "Well, um, yeah. I don't I mean, know. I think more again, than anything, he really
0: speculative like focus
1: on himself and be he play up the I couldn't hurt a fly card." Mm-hmm. Um, So that when it does come to suspecting people, nobody suspects him because he's just too stupid, too, yeah. you know, spineless, can't do anything on his own. He's had his hand held, you know, just all down the street kind of uh, thing. And so, and he played that up so that nobody would, um, you know, think anything of him. I mean, that just like makes me think that Sirius, remembered that Sirius did suspect him. Sirius checked on Peter because he thought something was up. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't need to check on him. He should have had every faith. So, do we think Peter approached the Death Eaters, or he was
7: approached because they saw he was the weakest link?
1: Um, probably a bit of both. They were out recruiting, trying to recruit everybody. I mean, you remember in um, *Philosopher's Stone* at the beginning, Hag was like, "You know, I can't believe they didn't try and recruit James and Lily," which implies that they tried mm. to recruit a lot of people.
6: Yeah, I could see. Um, I, I bet, I bet that he was approached, and, and maybe yeah. he had been approached before, and then he that kind of put the spark in his mind and you know, maybe I think he he was approached
7: and I think he was just too much of a coward, too fearful that they were going to kill him. And so he did what they asked, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't, I just think he he cared more about his own neck than he did anybody else's. That's, that's, that's the thing that you, you get most from Wormtail. The one person he's looking out for is himself.
6: Yeah. And I guess it's important to remember that because of what he did later, it doesn't mean it's easy to kind of look back and think that the whole time he was friends with them, he was like there was something going on beneath the surface, but you know, that's probably not true. Like he probably like really was great friends with them and really did love them and you know, something at some point, whether out of fear or, or whatever else began to turn him. But
7: ultimately, and, he went back to Voldemort and he is solely yeah. responsible for Voldemort yeah. getting he body. Sought the dark right. He sought the dark lord. He could have escaped as a rat. I don't know, swam yep. across the channel and
0: right. <laughs> gone to
7: Italy. But no, he went the other way and went to Albania. Yeah. So what do we think is going to happen to him? Will he be redeemed uh-uh. or have some kind of redemption?
6: I think he'll have closure of some sort.
7: Do you think he's going to live or die?
6: I don't know that he'll be redeemed per se, but he's obviously, well I think obviously he got a huge part to play and probably will do something to tip the scales towards good for one reason or another. Yeah. and. Um, maybe at least, if not be redeemed, at least have some peace, uh, Or, and then probably be killed or die. Yeah,
7: I think he'll die. I think there'll be partial redemption. I don't think you could ever redeem him for what he's done, but I think he will die doing something for the good. And what about the last remaining remorder? Remus, don't kill him off, Joe! Don't kill him off!
6: Yeah, let's let him live. He's got to... But I think uh it's <laughs> probably time for us to wrap up. We've been gabbing away about these guys yeah. for, for a good long while. So uh um if any of you are interested in more discussions on this aspect of the marauders, there's some good good threads in um notable magical names and also history. Yeah, of there's magic. always been yeah. good
1: discussions on, you know, the dynamics of the friendship.
6: And both of those are in flourish and blots, so go look those up and On that note, I will bid you all adieu. This is Jason saying goodbye.
1: This is Donna saying goodbye. And this is Laurie saying au revoir.
6: Now it's time for Lumos Limelight, an interview featuring a participant of Lumos 2006. Got a real treat for you today.
4: Hello, everyone. Sue Upton here, and welcome to Lumos Limelight, where we turn the spotlight on the upcoming Harry Potter convention, Lumos 2006. That's being held next month in Las Vegas, which I can't wait to go. Today, we are joined by Dr. Tom Morris, who is a philosopher...
3: Hey, Sue. How are you doing? Glad to be with you.
4: Hi, Dr. Morris. Thank you very much. Dr. Morris is the author of a new book called If Harry Potter Ran General Electric. Now, I'm sure people are like, say, what? Business? Philosophy? What on earth does that have to do with Harry Potter? Can you give some background on, on how you got into this and what fascinated you about the Potter books that made you want to write a book of your own? I mean, it's a little bit Oh, unusual. yeah. Well,
3: uh, Sue, I was really kind of late to the game with Harry Potter. It was mm-hmm. about three years ago, and a philosophy professor was doing a book called Harry Potter in Philosophy. Mm-hmm. And he called me to ask me to write a chapter for it. And I said, well, you know, I don't have little kids and I haven't read Harry Potter. And he said, oh, to old Tom, this is not just for little kids. This yeah. is for everybody. You really ought to read Harry Potter. And I said, okay, I'll go give it a try. So I went to my local bookstore, got the first book in the series. I got so Hooked. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop reading. And at this point, I think the first three or four books were already out. So I was just tearing through them all and reading them a second time and a third time and a fourth time and a fifth time. I read each book six times. And I, said, yeah. I, I, and I wrote an essay for the book, uh, Harry Potter and Philosophy, called... Um, uh the courageous harry potter okay all about harry's courage and i got i just couldn't stop writing so mm-hmm. before i knew it i had 300 pages written yeah. and i was discovering all this stuff behind the stories and between the lines and and just incredible wisdom about life that i thought you know what i'm not hearing anybody talk about a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. I, you know i'm going to do a, a whole book on this and so that's how the the book got generated and And then um, the Lumos people heard about what I was doing and, and called to see if I could be a part of their sessions. And, you know, it's funny, Sue, because I taught at Notre Dame for 15 years, and for the last 11 years... All I've done as a public philosopher is just travel all over the world, speaking to every kind of group imaginable. Uh-huh. Um, two days ago, I was in Boston with a 1,000 accountants and, and insurance people. Uh, next week, I'll be speaking to Ford Motor Company. In another week, I'll be speaking to 3,000 people in Orlando. So I do this all the time, bringing philosophy into people's lives, and that's what I'm looking forward to in Las Vegas.
4: Well, I'm sure it'll be well-received, and I know that i am be attending your session, but I mean for our listeners who just don't understand i mean philosophy you right. i mean you don't normally think of as being in the harry potter books i mean there's that you know, preconceived notion of this some Greek guys talking about intangible, uh, impractical things. You know, it sounds all nice, but <laughs> could you explain that these are just actually life skills? That that's the one thing
0: about oh George, yeah, uh, there's two kinds skills. of
3: philosophy. There's the theoretical philosophy we all get uh, uh, dragged through in philosophy 101 in right. college. <laughs> you know, how do we how do we how do we know the world really exists and stuff like that? There's a second side of philosophy that people have forgotten for about a hundred years. I call it practical philosophy, and some of the greatest philosophers. Throughout the centuries, they, they thought about life and success and how to deal with difficulty and how to overcome anger and, and how to have the right kind of meaningful success in your life and what's the difference between good and evil and uh-huh. all this stuff that we all wrestle with in our lives. So in the, in the last 10 years, that's the kind of philosophy I've been doing with all the books I, I write and with all the speeches I give. So right away, I saw in the Potter stories, you know what? These stories are really about the classic virtues. They're, they're about, you know, uh, courage and loyalty and, and friendship and they're about intelligence and, mm-hmm. and, and how to deal with difficulty and, you know, I mean, Harry really shows us how talent, determination, and basic goodness can prevail even against tremendous odds. And there are all kinds of life issues I was seeing in the stories, and that's what I decided to write my book about.
4: And I think that's what you've tried to do. You've laid it out. I mean, though you use the title business and, and leadership wisdom, I mean, these are things that people can use every single day. And to me, the thing about Joe's writing is that while it's set in this magical, fantastical place, it's at the, ultimately, at the end of the yeah. day, it's not magic that saves the day. It's it's these practical things such as courage and your friendship and your determination and things like that
3: and, and I think oh, you're absolutely right. I mean the magic is such a fun part of the stories, mm-hmm. but when it really comes down to it, I even start the book with this little reflection. The way I've heard people use the word magic over the years, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard I've heard a hundred people say, "Well, you know, I wish I could just magically solve this problem," or "Or right. you know, I'll try my best, but remember, I'm no magician." As if magic is the solution to all problems. Well, we look in Harry's world, a world full of magic uh-huh. and it's probably even more full of problems than our daily lives are. Yeah. <laughs> so it occurred to me, you know what? What he uses to solve the problems, it's those things talked about by Aristotle and Plato and Confucius, those basic qualities that make the difference between whether we're going to have really great successful lives or not. And so that's what I tried to focus on in the book.
4: The first chapter, I got to tell you, though I think he's got better hair than the guy you're comparing him to like, you know, Donald Trump, but you the, Title of the chapter is (laughs) Albus Dumbledore CEO. And you know, you think CEO, you know, but but yet you compare these, um, the great wizard to business luminaries like Jack uh-huh. Welch and, and Donald Trump. And I think oh, it's oh, really yeah. interesting. You know,
3: Dumbledore is this amazing leader because he's got this combination of high competence and deep character. Mm-hmm. He's a man who, you know, he's the greatest wizard of, of, of his age, and, and, and yet he's a person everybody can trust. He's not just a guy who can do a lot of flashy stuff, who has mm-hmm. a lot of power, but he's He's a person who has real character. He really shows us you can't be a good leader without being a good person. And he also shows us that, you know, relationships rule the world. Partnerships make things happen. A, A good teacher is the only kind of person who can really be a good leader over the long run. A leader has to be always teaching, always gathering people together, showing people the way. And it's funny, I ask myself, in a previous book called "If Aristotle Ran General Motors," I asked myself what would happen to a big company like General Motors if a great philosopher like Aristotle was put in charge. And in this book, if Harry Potter ran General Electric, I ask a similar question. And and all of a sudden, I started thinking about Dumbledore. Yeah. Well, he's Harry's mentor. Mm-hmm. He's like the ideal leader that Harry's exposed to all the time. And he sees all these tremendous qualities. You know, Dumbledore really believes in truth. He yeah. really believes in justice, and we don't see enough of that in the corporate world, in the business world nowadays. And and you know, these businesses that are built on lies and injustice and stuff, they 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 fall apart. So you look at somebody like Dumbledore, and you say, okay, that's the kind of person a leader should be, and that's what really launched my reflections in the book.
4: So many people say that about Albus Dumbledore. I mean, I wish I had had a mentor like him, and I just think he's marvelous. And the thing that also strikes me too is that she allows Harry yeah. and people to make and to make mistakes. Albus, he stands yes. back, he watch over. That's right. But 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 people make mistakes, and and I, I also like how you write point out that the, the ability oh, to make yeah. a mistake is a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness.
3: But that's right. In fact, you know? that's the way we learn. Uh, mm-hmm. People people see these success stories all around us. You know, pe- typically uh, a great success story doesn't get in the papers or on TV uh, until you know lots of bad things have happened and then lots of good things have happened. But you you watch on on so many TV stations nowadays, some of the cable networks, you can see stories about very rock stars before they became stars and they had failure after failure after failure uh, we know how hard it was for the harry potter books to initially get published you know right, right. in my own life i got my first book i wrote when i was in college and i got turned down by 36 publishing companies <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know you learn through your missteps you learn through your fa- failure shouldn't be such a bad word you know uh, dumbledore knows that the people around him they have to learn some things the hard way they have to be free to try and fail because that's the only way you really grow and that's the only way you really get stronger and more powerful and Dumbledore himself he's a he's a great leader but it doesn't mean he's a perfect leader. You know, right. he makes his own mistakes and he admits them and that's a sign of strength too.
4: One thing that's really interesting to me is the truth and lies. I think that'll appeal to many of our listeners. Oh.
3: It's it's a funny thing how the most famous moral rule in every human culture has always seemed to be the golden rule. The right. thing we all heard growing up. Treat other people the way you would want to be treated. You know, do unto others the way you would have them do unto you. It's stated in different ways. Mm-hmm. But it, it's almost like a demarcation line between the good wizards and uh, Voldemort and his crew. You know, it's like uh, you see this test over and over and over again, you know and and Dumbledore talks to Harry about it and 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 uh, and and Sirius talks about it, and, right. and he struggles with it and uh, but uh, but but the good people they always try to use the golden rule, and you see other things about the ethics of wizards too the the bad wizards they're just concerned about power, they're concerned right. about greed and power, and the good wizards are concerned about each other they're concerned about other people, so I try to develop these themes, and you know. Even though the book has a business title, you know, if Harry Potter ran General Electric, uh, the best reviews of it that have come out in the last few weeks from uh, the Globe and Mail in Canada and and the Washington Post and other places, they've said, you know, this is not just a business book. This is a life book because Mm -hmm. all the lessons that apply to business apply just as much to your personal life and your family life and all that. And I was trying to write the book so that anybody people in their teens, you know, who are maybe 10 years away from the business world. Right, right. And, and then people who uh who aren't part of the business world at all, they might get a huge benefit from really thinking about the qualities that come to the surface in all the Potter books.
4: Well, now you mentioned going out and speaking to all these different corporations that you do and I mean, but what has been the reaction to people saying you're talking about
3: magic? Harry Potter what? Yeah. the first time I ever integrated Harry into a talk. I was given a speech for a big marketing company, and there were three or four hundred really high-powered marketing professionals in the room. And I was talking about Aristotle and Plato, mm. and I was giving stories from the business world. And I had just been reading Harry Potter, so I just decided spontaneously to say a bunch of stuff about Harry. Uh. You couldn't, you wouldn't believe how this room came alive. Turns out that you know eighty percent of the people in the room had read the Harry Potter books and loved. Harry, but I was helping them see the insights that they kind of suspected were in the books, but they hadn't really articulated these insights to themselves clearly, and right. they were just going nuts. They were taking more notes than they did about Plato and Aristotle, <laughs> yeah. and they were using the ideas, and, and that's the thing that gets me, whether I'm in front of 300 people or occasionally 5 or 10,000 people, to see busy business people get so excited about the wisdom of the ages, wisdom that's been around for two thousand or more years, and and you know, here in the Harry Potter stories, we get it delivered to us in a new modern way—a way that touches our lives deeply, the way that we have fun with, you know. Yeah. And and that's the thing I love about it. Philosophy is serious business, but it doesn't have to be somber. You know, people. I have tons of fun. I do. I joke around all the time, but you can learn an awful lot.
4: Well, the book is called "If, if Harry Potter Ran General Electric," and our guest has been Dr. Tom Morse. Thank you, sir, for joining us. And we can't wait to hear you speak at lumos um it's been a great pleasure talking to you today and i I really appreciate it and the speech will be on the amazing wisdom of of harry potter oh i'm looking
3: forward to seeing you too sue we're going to have a lot of fun there
4: oh great well thank you again sir i really appreciate the conversation thank you thanks
3: thanks so much for the interview
4: Mm -hmm. bye-bye well for lumos limelight this has been sue upton until next time Knox.
1: I think that Neville is not under a memory charm, and it shows by how he was upset when imposter Moody tortured the spider in book four. He was also very young at the time of this happening, so you never know, maybe he has the same kind of memory as Harry does about his parents' death. I do not think that Neville is under a memory charm but has blocked out the memory of his parents' deaths because it was such a traumatic experience for him. In book seven, I think he might remember their deaths and that will cause him to kill Bellatrix or fighting Bellatrix will bring back memories. I don't think Neville's under memory charm, just that he's blocked it out. When the time is right, I think he will remember what happened with his parents and that will give him the
0: strength
1: to fight Bellatrix because she needs to die. Hi, I'm calling in my canon conundrum. Um, I don't think that Neville was memory child, but I do think that he was hit mistakenly with the Cruciatus curse when
3: his parents were being tortured, so I really don't think that there's any chance that he actually remembers
1: I think that Neville is maybe under a memory charm. It does seem kind of suspicious because he is very forgetful and it might have been used because of, we don't know exactly when his parents were tortured to insanity and it might have been used as a precaution to make sure he doesn't remember and it could have gone awry. Um, I don't think that Neville is under a memory charm, I just don't think that would be. And I think he's just um, forgetful and comes there by nature. I'm just calling to say that no, I do not believe Neville is under a memory charm. It does seem fitting very well that he would be under one. I just simply think Joe wrote Neville to be Neville, a timid guy who will hopefully, someway, be powerful when it comes to the final battle of book seven. Neville, bless him, is just a lovable and forgetful guy by nature.
2: I think that Neville is actually one of those classic hen-pecked kids. He's been under the watchful eye of his grandmother who has done and done and done for him. And he just, he hasn't had the opportunity to even forget stuff. So as he goes to school and is becoming more self-sufficient and assured of himself, he loses it. He just forgets stuff. So I don't think that he's under a memory
8: charm at all. I just think he's classically forgetful. And I think that that's what's so charming about Neville.
6: For canon conundrums, featuring special guest Steve Vander Ark from the Harry Potter lexicon. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon.
0: Who could possibly figure that out? Here we are.
8: Do we have like time for another canon conundrum? There it is. Ta-da. <laughs> Can <laughs> of condrum, <condrumdoms>, Number <laughs> Nine, oh, yeah, nine? Ocho. <laughs> This
0: is nine, Not right? Ocho
5: That's nine already? Nineve, yeah nine. What was eight? Wow eight <laughs> What was, was eight?
8: It yep. was last week
4: It was Snape was oh, last week Oh, god
8: dang Snape was last week Yeah
4: it's He nine. never goes now we're, on,
8: now we're moving on to the really important characters Yeah
4: For real Of course well, he is Neville. Uh, well,
5: as you've already heard from a few fan responses, this is all about Neville, a little guy, Mister Neville, Mister, as portrayed by Matthew Lewis. That's right. He's a good guy.
4: You know what? Neville really is. I think really
2: beloved. I,
4: I just mm-hmm. I, yeah. I
0: don't know.
2: Well, what are we asking about Neville? Well, ever whether since whether the, he ever since under the bunny bunny a memory, char- we're wondering yeah. what bunny. Sli- oh, yeah. We're wondering whether he was under a memory charm at right. the time that his parents were tortured. Right. Whether he, would, because there's been a lot of speculation mm-hmm. in canon over the years that because he's so forgetful, mm-hmm. and you know, everybody wonders, well, where was Neville when his parents were tortured? Mm-hmm. If he maybe witnessed it and got put under a memory charm, which is now wearing off. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right.
5: I think that'd be very interesting. Except, who thinks that a one-year-old can remember much of anything? Well, let alone something important that needs to I be in the, the magic
2: from. world, though. Yeah.
4: Didn't he get upset, though, about the, the, the curses? I mean, right. when Moody... Yes, he
8: did. Mm-hmm.
4: So I think that was yes. like, not just like, not uh, um, his conscious telling him, but his subconscious too, you
5: know? Mm-hmm. I think maybe well, it's because he heard stories about those are the same right. spells that did his well, parents then. Well,
2: with the, curse, the Cruciatus, I mean, Cruciatus, he was watching what he knew happened to his parents, but I think the more prevalent point is the Dementor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That he was looking pretty bad after the Dementor came in, and Mm -hmm. that's a memory he has to have in there.
8: So, are you saying that he's—that means he was not under a memory charm, or that he is under a memory charm and it's starting to wear off, or none of the above? Uh,
0: I
2: don't know because he could have that memory that's suppressed. Mm -hmm. That when you're just like Harry, that when you're in front of a Dementor, it plays out. Harry was young; he still has that memory in him.
8: Okay, so if he—if he is under a memory charm, who cast it? You know, what I'm gonna say you're gonna yell uh-huh. at me.
2: No, I think you're gonna be right, Dumbledore. Oh, I'm thinking his grandma. I thought you were gonna say Dolish. Oh
5: God, <laughs> no, Dolish could have been. Well,
2: Dollish could have been an Auror. And you would, no, yeah, no, yeah, an would have been about seven. You would have been about seven. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the, the seven-year-old orr. Okay. Well, Dumbledore. <laughs> could, <laughs> he is pretty slick. Yes, he Dollish.
8: is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Well,
2: his grandmother you. could have.
8: His grandmother. I'm gonna say great uncle Arch or Algy and Auntie Enid. Yeah. Could have thought. That yeah. the ba- I mean, these really... are the same people who thought it was really cool to throw him out a window, to see if he's magical.
0: Yeah. You
8: know, it
5: would be kind of really crappy if it was like somebody in his family, especially his grandmother, who's always going on about how he's not his dad. She flung charms, stuff. didn't she? Yeah. Mm. Well, then if it, she was the one that messed him up with his charm, mm-hmm. it would be a real yeah. you know bad of her to be, be ripping on him this all this time for not being as good. But wasn't she
4: the one though that always sends him the remember all? Isn't that how we learned about yeah. those things because yeah. of him?
8: She sent yeah, it to she him. flunked once, charms. Maybe she sent her charms. So maybe she did try maybe a memory she charm, tried. but she but she, could, she didn't pass. So she tried, and she may, maybe she did mess him up. <laughs> oh. Oh.
2: I really don't like
8: the devil's grandmother. I Augusta. always sort
2: of really, yeah. Augusta I don't really, Augusta's I gloop. No. Sort of wondered <laughs> about her because all this—you have to make your family live up to your family name. Live up to your family mm-hmm. name it sounds suspiciously. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff we've heard on the bad side
0: before. Yeah, no, I
2: don't like
8: it. Yeah, she's definitely misguided. I don't know if she's bad, but she's definitely misguided. Well, she's just old. But I can. That's what happens. Yeah, but she's, she's, always, she's openly I'm though old.
4: supported Dumbledore though. I mean, I think that I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's that's she's
8: true. a she's a Dumbledore supporter. Remember, remember know. Neville talking to to Dean Thomas and to um, Seamus telling him that my my grandma said that. That the Daily Prophet is wrong, and so there, basically. So I think I think she's very much a strong supporter of Dumbledore, but she's misguided enough that I can easily imagine she might have thought, you know. This will help the poor little tyke. Yeah, to protect you know? him or something. Yeah. Yeah. Obliviate. And so
2: here's the question. If he is under a memory charm that's wearing love, what value does this add to the story if we discover in book seven that, oh, it's finally off and now he has his memory? That,
5: it would make him like an awesome dueler. Well,
2: but... No, he, he's getting there already. But remember, though, he's, he's, not, he's, he's the boy he's that could...
4: He was also born no, at the end not. of the year. Or the same month, in, I'm sorry.
8: July, yeah.
4: And so maybe there's well, some sort of power bestowed on him too that it will help harry i don't
8: know, I don't well, know. well see i think that if he does have that kind of a charm that could be making him be the kind of bumbling person that he is and if it wears off yes we could find that he's capable of more than we ever thought but i think i like it better that he's actually not overcome that he's actually getting better himself not just losing some curse yeah. on him no.
2: Yeah, I like that he's getting better himself. I love, in book five, it's one of the most touching things mm-hmm. about book five, is that as Bellatrix gets out of prison and as these things that remind him of his past crop up and the danger increases, he just works hard. Oh, yeah, so that yeah. sweat on he, his face.
0: Can, yeah,
2: yeah, you could see the determination, like you could you could feel what right. he's thinking, exactly. that, that I will get them.
0: Yep.
8: You know, see, and I can remember back a few books ago, I can remember thinking that like Trevor was all of his magical ability or something. And and the only time because remember when Harry was trying to learn the ASIO spell, the only time he ever learned it was when Trevor was there. So it's like Trevor is somehow magical and and you know it's like almost like a seeing eye dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a like seeing eye dragon, toad, yeah. you know, for poor Neville.
4: Well, maybe but, maybe. Yeah, that's but you know a lot of people think that that you know Trevor's kind of like a little watch frog for him, you know, a little right, guardian exactly. frog. Like,
8: aw, watch you know? frog, but he's a toad. Not a real <laughs> loyal frog. <laughs> I love the way he's described. You can just see him looking kind of oh whatever. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Yeah. Maybe he's like maybe like he's a party frog and he just goes out some nights and just comes back when he wants. I think he's an aura frog. An aura frog.
2: Ooh.
5: Maybe he's dollish as as animagus form.
2: He's a Hufflepuff
5: Frog because he's loyal. He's loyal, so he's a Hufflepuff Frog, I think.
2: Joe said of of Neville that that of Trevor that he is still lurking. Which
0: was an still interesting word choice
2: working. I thought. Well, mm-hmm. does that have anything to do, though? Didn't he get a new wand
4: that he didn't get? It? He was using Trevor? his dad? No,
8: no he's no. Still using a- the same old rod wand he's no. been using.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, I mean, didn't, didn't No, Neville. Neville, at the end of book five, he said he would yeah, have to get, it, it, have it, to get a new, to get a get new wand. A new one. But yeah. they never mention how it's going for him in book six, which makes me think that she's saving it for something mm-hmm. in book seven. So I thought, well, maybe that's just like a, a self-esteem
4: thing is, you know, I mean, little
2: things. You know, like, maybe if it's well, going
8: to be yeah. all, everything is going to turn out all fair and right and things are going to be well with the world, maybe Neville's going to blast Snape, Yeah, you know? mm. Harry's going to get Voldemort and, and, and mm. you know, walk off with Ginny and Neville is going to get Snape and Trevor's going to beat up uh, Nagini see- and... and
5: Who's going to get Bellatrix then?
8: Oh. Hermione! Yeah.
2: No, what?
5: Luna.
8: What?
2: Luna. <laughs> oh, Neville needs okay. to. Luna's Neville's gonna come to wandering in Bellatrix like
8: she's in wand. the wrong place and doesn't even know what's going on. Wait, and what elbow in the go, eye? Bam! Oh, bombarda, shit. gotcha.
4: What? What are those things? That she said that 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 army of like flying heliotropes or one of those like wacky yeah, things yeah. that she's got? Yeah. She'll find one of these Rocksburgs. things? Bird yeah, yeah, or got a, something. Got
8: a whole page on the lexicon of, oh, yeah. of, of Luna's creatures.
4: <laughs> that would be awesome
0: if she could like find one.
8: I'm sorry, but... <laughs> It'd be funny if she think shows up with a whole army of, those of Helio, whatever they were.
0: Yeah.
8: <laughs> Flaming warriors come out of the sun. So like Han Solo. Now yeah. let's blow this thing and go home, say the Helio. <laughs> so <Whatever>. about Neville... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that'd be sorry. a great
4: in my live skit. Sorry, that'd be awesome. <laughs> what if they have that like for like the Harry you know in Harry Potter world? Do they have like a little thing? Mm. Oh, sorry.
8: And okay. and so then looping back to Neville, maybe Neville is a Healy or whatever, you know, in disguise. See I was talking okay. about him all along there.
2: Oh I see. Steve, <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you John in a second. No. no oh my no, gosh, is that how no. I
8: sound? <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, I'll be No Neville,
2: Neville, Neville. Do we think he's under a memory
0: charm?
8: I don't really. I Mm. used to. I actually wrote that in the lexicon years ago, but no, I don't think so anymore. I think that she's, that would be cheating the character a little bit. I think she's, she's doing too much with that character to suddenly say all of this wonderful stuff that we've been seeing is, oh, yeah, it's just a charm wearing off. He's just dumb old Neville. How would you define cheating a character? Well, if you
5: how else, other than just what you just said,
2: ascribing their, their, their personal growth right. to some happenstance rather than their own work.
8: Right. I really think that we are seeing a character gradually come into his own, starting with mm-hmm. that wonderful moment back in book one when he earned the last little set of points. Yeah. And you know, oh, in
2: book three when he strides forward and finishes the Boggart, I burst into tears every time. Really. He strides forward in the, in the Defense Against the Dark Arts class and finishes with a determined look on his face and finishes off the bugger. Um, it is my favorite novel moment. Do you cry a lot while
8: you read these books?
2: No, I don't. Okay. That's the thing. I really don't. I mean, I cry. I like, I like the big, big moments and blah, blah, blah. But, but for some, and it surprised me too. But at that moment, I just mm-hmm. lost it.
8: I, and, and that was just a, such a spectacular moment of Lupin. Teaching well and, and yeah. meeting the needs mm-hmm. of his students, I thought that was a marvelous moment. Such a dramatic mm-hmm. opposite to Snape, who you know doesn't <gasps> meet the needs of his students at all. You know? mm-hmm. so well, it's just wonderful, it's wonderful great, moment. Very true. And then,
2: so you've been quiet. I'm well, sorry.
8: You know,
4: I just no, I'm enjoying listening to this conversation. Actually, I know it sounds dorky, but it's just. So I get remi- when you bring up these things, I just get reminded again of how. Much these books and how special they are, and and what mm-hmm. what a good job she does. Right. And, and this oh, example yeah. of Neville, that so many people I know I can relate to, like Neville. At least I feel mm-hmm. like I can. And 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 to me, so I want him to succeed. And and oh yeah. You know, and I just, I find myself rooting for him, so I can understand Melissa's reaction when he stepped forward and did, I mean, sure. so, and I think a lot of people do, and that's what's so great.
8: I mean, deep down, don't we all realize that if we were attacking a bunch of death eaters in the death chamber, we would have our nose beat in, and we'd be saying, you know, stupid bye, stupid bye, with a broken one, I mean, that would be us. Oh, my God. That would be, no. you know, that Neville is us, and you know, uh-huh. we wouldn't be the ones in there doing the really good dueling, we'd be the ones tripping over our robes and wearing bunny slippers, you know, let's face yeah. it. That'd be cool.
2: Don't give it to the married. Yeah. Don't give it yeah. to. Them. Oh God, I can't. But you know, it did bother me a little
8: bit a that the whole, the whole, you know, prophecy thing was pointless. Yeah. I didn't need it after all.
0: Yeah. You know, I was like, I it's like, wait a second. An if you had point, one yeah. all
8: along, why didn't you just so smash the thing? Why didn't you just go into the Hall of Prophecies and break it?
2: No, he couldn't. Dumbledore can't.
8: No, I mean, the keeper of the Hall of Prophecies could, or he could have said, Harry, I got a little job oh, for wow. you, we're going to go to the... We're just going to smash <laughs> you a want thing I mean, yeah. yeah. that's, oh, yeah. that's a book yeah, six thing, und- taking a field trip. So anyway, back to Neville. It's so hard to stay on right? I know, it's so oh, hard. It's hard to stay on any subject. But, um, How
2: about we we start wrapping things okay. up
8: here? Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> Nobody says well. anything. Who's going first, Sue? <laughs> Okay, I
4: think that he initially was under a memory charm. I think think either his well-meaning but misguided grandmother or perhaps it was Dumbledore, because there was such trauma. There was so much that was happening that night that his parents were tortured that they thought this would help him. But it has ultimately, I think that, it wore off, and then that he, though, had l- suffered from a, a lack of self-esteem, and that this is just him growing. It's the memory charm is off of him, I think, but he's mm-hmm. just developing. That's my
0: thinking. Mm-hmm.
8: Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I think... I would love to say that, that the the whole memory charm thing. I wrote that years ago already in the lexicon that I thought maybe that was the case. I don't anymore. But you know, if I was gonna go with that I'd have to say that the people who cast it was probably his great uncle Algie, the one who mm. gives him I mean Let's let's give the kid some help, shall we? Let's drop him out of a window. Let's push him <laughs> off a pier. Let's send him off to school with the one animal that's going to get him laughed at. And then a couple of years later, let's give mm. him this really ugly, dorky little plant that squirts stink sap all oh. over him. Right? This guy means well, but oh my goodness me. But... Be that as it may, I don't think that uh, that he is under memory charm. When I wrote that years ago, we didn't have all the rest of these books. And so now I see Joe going places with this character that I would have had no way to guess. Um, and as a result, I don't think that she is going to use the memory charm thing, because I think it would ruin all of that to some extent anyway. So, no, I don't think he's under a memory charm. I think he's just an absolutely marvelous character, and I think Trevor rocks. <laughs>
4: Hey, yay for Trevor! Well, I think,
5: think Trevor's
8: <laughs> John, <laughs>
4: no, I, John think.
5: I thought you were on my side. Uh, <laughs> not on everything,
0: oh.
8: but that makes things interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah, Um Sir,
5: John. What do I think?
8: You were just. I don't, you're basically contradicting me for the sake of contradicting me. Go ahead. Basically,
5: yes. Um, I don't know. I th- I, I'm going to say that, yes, he had a memory charm put on him and that. Um, let's say Dumbledore did it. I think that'll be cool because Dumbledore thought that the Death Eaters, those those the three of them torturing the parents were talking about a possibility of a prophecy and that maybe he was worried that Neville could recall some kind of conversation just like Harry's been able to recall things said in those last moments that his parents were alive. So he tried to make him forget about anything he may possibly could have heard.
8: So do you John, do you think it's wearing off at this point, or do you think he's still under it pretty solidly and he's managing mm-hmm. to fight his way out of it anyway? Or, or
5: I, I don't think things like memory charms I mean, I, um are totally permanent, maybe especially because we've got a dead dumbledore now. So I don't mm-hmm. know what that'll mm-hmm. do if the throw into the mix.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's if a good it's, point. If, was the memory charm, maybe it's broken
0: mm-hmm.
8: hmm. not that i don't you know I don't believe in the memory charm anymore, but you know if there was.
2: What about you, Melissa? What do no. you think? um I'm gonna say no mm. just that mm. no i don't I mean, there was a time I thought so because in book four, Neville says uh, uh about the egg. It's like the sounds of somebody being tortured
0: mm. when
2: Harry opens the egg in the common room. Mm. He claps his hand over, over his ears and he says, oh, it's people being tortured or something, And which was such a red flag. like He has that in his brain, which I originally thought was a memory charm. But I think that it's just that it's, mm. you know, Harry was the same age when he had screaming yeah. implanted in his brain. So I think it's just a... a a lingering fragment of memory that makes him particularly sensitive to mm. that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with Steve on it, on it. It's sort of cheap. It might cheapen the character mm-hmm. if his growth was dependent upon a charm wearing off and not given to him as a result of his hard work.
8: Mm. Okay. Dollish. I love that I love Neville the Neville character me too it's just so you
5: cool. know who has a great portrayal of Neville in fan art is Big Mac Heather McKinney yeah. yeah go look at herself and Neville it's a picture she did it is the funniest thing yeah
0: she's
5: wonderful tk. free plug for you Heather
8: well check that out we're always looking for new art for the lexicon
5: oh she's brilliant you don't have any of her things oh yeah they do yeah you
4: do don't you I think you do. I think
5: you have You have to. I think
4: that you do. I hope you I'm wrong. Think I think I'd know. She's, uh-huh. she's
5: very good. Okay.
2: All righty, folks. Okay.
5: All right. Anyhow.
2: What's next week? Next Ooh. week. Yeah, what are we talking
5: about? What do we oh. have? Should we,
8: should we tackle let's talk the... talk about Felix Felicis. Should we tackle the gleam? <laughs> the infamous gleam? Ooh. That has been like the topic uh, of discussion since... Oh.
2: 2001. we
8: yeah. Way back in the Alrighty. old days next time on canon conundrums we're going to be oh we're reaching way back into the ancient history of the potter mythos and we're going to tackle that question which has been asked by fans since boy the turn of the century and that question is what about the gleam in dumbledore's eye what did that mean what was he so so thrilled about at that particular point and uh If you've got some comments or thoughts on that, we'd love to hear them, and uh, we'll chew that over next time around, so we'll look forward to that. All right, take care. Bye.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Geek to Geek, the online social and dating site for geeks and the people who want to meet them. Geek to Geek was specially designed for people like us. Even the questions are geeky. Check it out at gk2gk.com. That's gk the number two gk.com. Be sure to enter group code Potter. Listeners of Pottercast get special benefits and are able to find other listeners when they check their matches. The drums
5: like that. Da, 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 da. No.
0: No. Oh
4: man, y'all were at the Webby Awards and Prince was
2: in the house for like a second. <laughs> you know what?
5: You know it was so nice, Prince came. I'm getting so sick of hearing about Prince though. And 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 I mean, honestly, God, it's like it's the Webby Awards and Prince sang a song. They're completely irrelevant. But whatever. He
4: was pretty awesome.
5: Prince was, was all four feet eleven. He's
4: so the tiny. Stage. So like, how close were you?
5: like actually him I mean, if, oh, I re- if I reached yeah. out my hand I could have snapped his ass if I wanted to I, I think Sean so
2: tried <laughs>
5: <laughs> would I want ever to want to do such a that, thing though. of course not
4: <laughs> so like, you didn't yell we posed you or anything <laughs> like that no <laughs> no no, we
2: didn't because they announced they brought up the winners in certain categories on the stage the person accepting the award for his website was not Prince exactly.
5: no yeah uh, he was all we've been like hey Prince where are the other people who beat you and the people's choice for the Webby <laughs> He'd be all like, what's a Webby, man? And I'd be like, dude, go smoke something.
2: Oh, stop it. He was awesome. He, he just strutted in, strutted right up to the stage. <laughs> he had a guitar. He did his five-word speech, which was everything you think is true, I think. Yeah. And then he yeah. and then he did this awesome song, threw his guitar on the floor, and walked right out. And
5: that was it. He Prince's hardcore like that. he. Throws the musical equipment when he's done with it. But he
2: threw it like over the back. I'm
5: gonna I'm cool. gonna do he this with the podcast this week. I'm gonna throw my snowball. No! <laughs> <laughs>
2: get
5: out of here, snowball! I'm done with you for the week.
4: <laughs> so, what do you like, Roger Dolph three now from the Who, and just like spam he, into your guitar now, or even you're slamming your microphone? You know? You know? Yeah. Okay. But he was cool. But
2: <laughs> but the Webby's were oh. they were hey.
5: so fun, and I have to report to everybody that Melissa. Does never ever tries new foods.
2: Oh, so what did they serve? That's no, the because question. they, were they trying had me so like, little balls of veal, and I wasn't gonna what? have it. No, uh, they,
5: it. Had, they had veal meatballs, were delicious. <laughs> they had beef carpaccio. <laughs> they had. Well, oh, you, you had the the tortellinis with the spinach. Spinach tortellini. You ate delicious. some of those. Oh,
2: quite delicious. That's good. What
5: else did they have?
2: They everything else everything else
5: I ate. Yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, John. John well, John was like. Chasing the little girl with the feel me falls around.
5: Oh like, Those were that was a nice looking. Um, every time feel me
0: falls
2: Every time oh. he came back with one, he oh. like danced with Jake because he had another one in his hand. So you funny.
4: Know, I, <laughs> so you really weren't stalking her for. Never mind. Okay, so that's awesome.
2: He wanted her yeah. wares and yeah.
5: <laughs> No, she she wasn't a Leaky fan. Uh, no actually under, underneath her underneath their outfit I think I managed to see a t-shirt from the mighty muckle net so oh, i was I was uninterested. No in this particular Shut female.
4: So, so, okay, the big speculation, though, this was the big thing, though, was that someone slammed Chipotle? Is this true? Oh, my God, uh, it was so funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> had
5: a death wish.
2: <laughs> they didn't know who they were in the room? <laughs> the funny yeah.
5: thing was, is Chipotle was not nominated this I year. I
2: thought they were nominated.
5: They won the award okay, last year. Oh,
2: so uh, I guess he's right. saying, like, we're better. Like, he, he won he, a He flag. might have
5: won in the same category the following year. Uh, what do you mean, in your face? Do you know, right? do you know what... So,
2: know what award we won in the same category the following year who won it last year uh, eddie izzard oh man guy. he rocks that dude that guy sounds like a zoologist john heard about two minutes of his stuff on my itunes yeah okay. that's uh, john is brilliant stuff that's that guy all is all i have that's to genius. hear genius
5: no actually i i wasn't paying attention i was too busy working on my video for the oh, weekend.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Some of you may have seen.
5: <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you you here to lose a minute of your life or two, you go to YouTube and search my name. We'll see a cute little thing on the three little pigs. Oh
2: my that John gosh, created things. for his homework while... For, for while. my homework? Oh my yeah. gosh. Who? Maybe I should
5: no. give my teacher's email address so that everybody can email her and tell her to give me an A.
2: Would I don't think I don't think that's going to be wise. <laughs> I don't think she
5: appreciates
0: that. No, I
2: don't think she'll like all of them. But anyway, the I mean, buses no. were really large, and it was sort of, it was, it was a real awards event. Do you know what I mean? It was a real, it was oh, real, it was like, like we had Same actually point. won something, like it was just so yeah. different than what we're accustomed to in this little web world we
5: have. And there were cameras up. and everything, and
2: Camera photos carpet. and
5: mm-hmm. videos, mm-hmm. and People were doing things.
4: Everything. Well, I was really impressed by some of the guests that were there. I mean, um, you yeah. said you met the Google guys? I mean, yes. That's, you know, the I mean, these, gar- guys? these
0: aren't Google. just some, Google you know, slobs
2: in the back of a van somewhere. No. I mean, these are pretty neat guys. I mean, no. Google. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, yes. You're like, you run my life. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. how are, Where are, are you? you in
5: the world? It was funny because we walked by the table, and when they saw us, like, one of the dudes, like, dropped his fork on the ground and, like,
2: oh my God, oh my God, it's Moses Ellie. Yes, I
5: read not your interview so much. with the, with the <laughs> children, a Jiggy Rolling. No. That kid from that site. Oh my god.
4: No. Alright, speaking of that, we need to
2: people, the stupid webby people, they corrected it. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Our
0: people.
2: speech our speech was Okay, now I w I've enunciated my best enunciation yeah. ever. Yeah. I was very careful and slow, and I thought that I would get up there and be really fast and dumb, but
5: we're as sober as you were.
2: Stop it, I was. And you I were. Know, I said <laughs> knit, I had the book and I was very deliberate about it. And I said knit with blubber, oddment, weak, rolling. And I knew there would be crickets. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I didn't expect the people to like write it down wrong. I thought they were pretty clear words, you know. I mean, did you? Did you? Or did you not have the book there? With oh, I there? had I the mean, book.
5: She did. That was a prop. I mean,
2: I had a problem. You know, have a picture. I didn't even touch the award. Everybody gets up and holds the award and says their speech. I didn't even touch it. I had my book. What do you
5: need yeah. an award yeah. for? And it was, you know, I felt bad because I could have helped her, with it, but they had the rule with the webbies about the only one person can go up, and it was such a shame because I had already painted the word tweak on my chest, and I was no. all ready to lift up my shirt.
0: No
2: and they're
5: me. like, nope, only one per sight. And I'm like, oh,
2: he took a shower precisely 20 minutes before we had to leave the house. Melissa's
5: oh, all being pissed off at me. <laughs> I <It> was so <laughs> mad. How
2: come it takes you just that long to get ready? And I he
5: started here at you know one of the afternoon. Started at like
2: three. I'm gonna leave at five thirty. Yeah. And yeah. and no, but then he's sitting there emailing us saying, John, you you have to get in the shower now. Because, and he, he's like, okay, and he's typing, John, you have to get in the shower now he's typing. I said, John, I have to get back into the bathroom, so you have to get into the shower now. <laughs> and he was like, okay, okay. And then he went to go type again. <laughs> and I just turned, I was on my dresser, and I just turned around and glared at him. I've never seen him jump so high. <laughs> my <laughs> life.
5: Oh, is a good scourge every now and again.
2: Good oh my gosh, it was funny. But, um, yeah, we felt very little. Did you? Really? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, God. You
5: know, I mean, we're all big and all for Harry Potter, but when you look at the other sites that were there, it's like,
8: jeez.
5: Yeah. You know, you stick any Harry Potter site in there, I don't care who you are, you would have felt like a little fish in the tank. Yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah, but, but there were some really cool things. I just enjoyed reading about it and hearing about it. So that
2: award, it's it's huge. 20 right? pounds.
5: It's about 20 pounds and three quarters, I think, what cool. I heard.
2: What are you and doing they actually—I mean, the first that? time I felt it when I picked it up, they, they gave it because we didn't get it at the thing. Oh no! They sent it to you in the mail, probably because they know it's twenty pounds and a lot of people are carrying around twenty-pound items all day, you know. Anyway, so <laughs> so when I first picked it up was when we got there. There was this PR lady who told us the night before that she wanted us to check in because she might have had some press people who wanted to meet the Harry Potter guys and that kind of thing. Oh right. So we did, it was and
5: full of poop.
2: Yeah, and then we, and then we, there was this little area where there's like the backdrop whenever you see pictures at an award ceremony where there's like the backdrop it, right. and it says what they're at you know the Oscars or whatever it, it said Webby's and the sponsors and that kind of thing and everybody who was quote unquote important was being pushed in front of that and right. all the paparazzi were taking pictures up. and so they, they gave they gave me the award and brought us onto the thing and it was like yeah, yeah. there were all these flashes yeah. and, and over here over here over here and it was just it was terrifying so um, wow yeah that was wow yeah I'm sort of, like, happy to say that's one more experience I've had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't understand how people who do that regularly do it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It was... was, I had a fun time. I I had taken my wand from Ollivander's and attached a a little band to the end of it with my business card, and I was flinging them around the (laughs) room. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. (laughs) Spelly business cards. You did not. I was. It worked beautifully are like, that's the most clever way she would to have give have card you out, dude. If that had happened, no, and yeah. I don't even—I won't believe that. <laughs> you don't think I did that? No. Oh, that's
0: a but shame. you did
4: look—you did look slick in that little Slytherin thing. You I got, got my Slytherin
5: on. outfit. Yeah. That's my tie, at any rate. Yeah, that's good. I wore man. I had black snakeskin shoes. There was no, snakeskin the I, <laughs> I don't have things like that her black snakeskin shoes to Pottercat. But really nice. <laughs> well, let me tell you, hearing
2: that somebody who works at Google visited Leaky. Is, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty.
5: You know, bad. there's somebody at Google who who will visit Leaky about a, half a dozen times a day. You know what his name is? Bot. <laughs> bot. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Mr.
4: Bot. Mr. We bot
5: was there. Mr. Bot. <laughs> Mr. Bot's there every day.
4: Yes,
0: he
5: is. He's, he's in the lounge, like I thought.
2: But anyway we had a wonderful time but the webbies weren't all that we did in New York.
5: No oh? we lots of really? fun things. Namely What like what? Go to restaurants named Chipotle. No. Bye Dalish. Have
2: a good week. Woo. Wait. That's right. On Friday. I
5: think. We went to the Museum of Natural Dolishes.
2: No! <laughs> John got it on Friday and we went right to the city to see a show, but first we had. We we're going to meet Cheryl for dinner afterwards. Uh, go, Hot Cheryl. Wait, wait, wait Cheryl. back off Cheryl.
4: Hot Cheryl, you got to meet her, John. And I talked to her in the podcast, that, but,
5: but I didn't think she'd immediately start making out with me when I saw her. <laughs> oh, that was a little unexpected. No.
4: Um, so okay. it, and she's still going to come on the show after that? Is that right?
5: Yeah. I told nope. her she had to. Okay.
2: Good. So. So yeah, um, we went immediately instead of get have like having like a small bite to eat and then going to the show and then going to the Cheryl. No, we went yeah, we to Chipotle a, before. Yeah. Get <laughs> <had> a small <laughs>
5: snack of a of a
2: burrito. Just a small snack. snack of a burrito. Those things look like they're like ten feet long. They're, they're huge. Freaking no. huge. And what the funny thing about it was that we were trying to go to the one on Thirty Fourth Street, and I went past it while we were driving. So the theater was on Forty Fifth. So I I turned on Forty Fourth to go and just. Go back down to 34th, where I knew the Chipotle was, and I turn the corner, and we get to Ninth Avenue, and what to my wondering eyes do appear? Chipotle is there. It was it another was a Chipotle, Chipotle
5: miracle. Way.
2: Oh god It was. was. John took a very took a very funny video of John, which you'll see. Oh, yes, oh, good.
5: See this video. Chipotle <laughs> 101 for the first time. Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. Anyway, and so so then so then. On on uh that on Sunday we had a we had a cocktail awards a cocktail ceremony for the oh, Webby. That's right. Woo-hoo. And afterwards, where do we go? Chipotle.
0: We- Chipotle. No. Go- John buys
2: not one but two burritos.
5: Well, just to be oh. sure, I had enough.
2: No way. Two? So I,
5: I saved one for later. That was a long night.
4: Didn't that you was- have like any snacks or hors d'oeuvres at this little cocktail soiree thing? I I have
5: plenty of hors d'oeuvres at the thing, but um, it oh, was. It was mostly drinks. Sponsored by Grey Goose.
2: Oh, yeah. It was all sponsored by Grey Goose, so the alcohol was ridiculous. Uh,
5: let me, yeah. Grey Goose agreed to sponsor podcasts. No, stop
2: sp- that. Stop oh,
5: that. Oh, them? no. no. They, heard, they heard Sue was on the show.
4: Yeah, that's right. Oh. She'll, she'll drink it, baby. I'm shameless. Let's give it to me. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Okay, anyway, the webbies were an unbelievable experience.
5: Um, were fantastic.
2: Everybody's cars. wondering where the video on podcast.com mm-hmm. came from. There was actually a booth set up at the party, the after party.
5: There was. Wow. The, the open bar, um, but it cost money after party.
2: Yeah, they told us it was open bar at the after party, but it cost
5: money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, it's the right? open bar. I'm going to get this drink here and shot this drink here. All right. 30, $36, please. But the video.
4: But it was in New York, man. It's, oh York. Yes, Arbol- it is. it's an arm and a It's
5: Highway anyway. robbery. I didn't buy a vehicle for that price. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> very small vehicle.
2: But then we took, um, um, there was this little booth, and we thought it was just a picture booth. And actually, we did take a picture, but you take a little video, and then you press, you're <laughs> going to send it to, and it sends it It sends it right out. So we sent it to you guys um, yes. immediately. Yeah. And then I figured, hey, <laughs> let's, put it on, let's put it on the website.
5: <laughs> I remember, because I remember we did the video, I look at the microphone, look at Musa, I'm like, you're not going to be able to hear anything we said. And lo and behold...
2: That's right,
5: you couldn't... Quite loud.
2: They, they still pulled the transcript out of it. I so don't guess they yes the They got the lovely did. transcription
5: elves who are all about you know doing what?
2: that. Them and the... They had that up in, like, no
4: time.
5: I don't much care for the fans. Myself. No. <laughs> I think the show would do a lot better without fans, personally. Mm. So, every
2: single dollish. Yeah, we might have some changes. I walk
5: down the dollish. Okay,
2: yeah, he did this. You hear this soon?
5: Yeah. Say dollish. I'm sitting here blogging,
2: literally blogging on podcast.com, and John walks by, and I hear him say, every single dollish, I walk down the dollish. <laughs> they
5: heard me singing yeah. this. Oh, How funny.
2: But, just ima- I'm like, where am I?
5: Yeah, me.
2: Everything is dolish now. Everything, everything. He walks around to saying, "And imagine four days of this in your house." Someone, land. someone said
5: a best on the lounge that says, "Dolish is, is the new Smurf. This Smurf can work for verbs and nouns and adjectives and adverbs.
2: It's the new Google.
5: Oh, oh Google's, yeah, okay. It's scary. Oh man. I just totally dolished your dolish behind the dolish.
2: The best dollish that ever oh. dollars the dolish.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that is the most dolish dollar judge. Dol to Dolish.
2: Yeah. Ooh, okay. So no anyway, um hey hey John.
5: What's up, babe?
2: You are sneaking right by not having to sing to Joe at the most. You know, it's oh,
0: a shame because I was is.
2: practicing. Oh man. I am uh, disappointed. I am disappointed. I thought that they were gonna make it happen. New dollish. No dollish. Please should
5: not appear in that song so has to appear at least once in Joe's song she yeah booed out of it
2: <laughs> yeah well that was the deal the deal was that Pottercast ends up the top Potter podcast on Podcast Island this, this, this month John sings yeah. a, a filch New York New York to Joe in Vegas
5: shame and it's just not gonna yeah, happen I heard Joe was it's so it's upset not gonna about gonna not happen. getting to hear it yeah she cried herself to sleep <laughs> a few nights ago <laughs> Neil, Neil actually had to help assist her in getting some sleep did, uh, did, did you guys hear that Neil named one of his he's... procedures the dreamless sleep uh, procedure from Joe's potion? I heard about that. I did.
2: I did I not. Think You've been dolished in the head, dude. <laughs> I think John's having a couple of dreamless sleeps over there. Been, I think so, too. I've
5: been doing too much
2: dolish. Oh,
4: man. Oh, man.
5: <laughs> 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 I, I, w- I w- woke up with a bad dollish.
0: And a, and like, Help and
1: me! A, let me out of dollar land! Help me!
5: And the splitting dollars.
0: splitting dollars. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's
5: what happens when you dollish too much dollars without getting enough dollars. Yeah.
4: get all dollish out, dude, and go have a dive. Dollish dives. I don't
2: know. <laughs> okay. What, what happened to have Melissa? To, I don't Melissa's know Melissa's disgusted as she's just sitting here quietly. Disgusted! But, until you guys are done. <laughs>
5: you just need some more dollish.
2: Speaking of John, I I heard you. Um, I speaking of me. Speaking of John, you know on podcast you're just usually so funny and lighthearted and blah 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 blah. Well, for sure. But I heard you on a different show. This
5: week. Oh, I was on iMuggle.
2: Yeah. And
5: I was on every Potter show this week. Every
2: Potter show, but I you don't know, I gotta say you were very very mellow and intelligent
5: no. over there well that's just that's just the kind of show they roll over there as also I had to put on my serious John face
0: oh and about time to there was no
2: it be John serious Paul.
5: little monkey very serious
2: but no there's but. no room
5: for giggles over there I brought my my A game my A smart guy game and Steve Fanderer helped me out with some notes ahead of time
2: very good.
5: Well, I can sound a little more. Uh, I don't know. What's the word? Informed.
2: Informed. Yeah. I don't know.
5: Your theories are quite good. I do have good theories. I'll tell you that. Bag of potato chips.
2: <laughs> okay.
5: I don't know what happened.
2: Okay. Well, let's get out of here. Oh, okay. Where are we going? We're gonna... Away. I'm scared. Away. Goodbye.
5: Away. Bye. Away. What's that from? Peter's I
2: forget.
5: A Let's you with Now you. it's time. Mm-hmm. Lots of dollish in your head. Take a dollish. Rest your eyes. Dream of dollish. Be a surprise. A nice surprise. Dream of dollish.
0: Just go! You're wasting time! Um. It's actually.
5: Lovely. <laughs> That's such such a
2: lovely voice. I he's Conan gonna sing to his children.
5: Conan always oh. sings a little lullaby. Except uh-huh. he like says really like like vulgar, terrible things. But uh-huh. he says it's it's okay in this calming voice. <laughs> <laughs> Just sing it to the children.
4: So now you've like
5: uh,
2: hypnotized
5: us all. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> I really I really am gonna fall asleep. Vote I, on the uh, alley. We
2: have we have to go. I'm going to start snoring if I blue I'm not thinking I really are
8: Blimey is that the time Sorry Harry I'm going to have to leave you Alright let's go
1: Dobby is free
0: Oh and about time to We've missed it I confess myself disappointed Now if you don't mind I'm going to bed
8: Great Scott no wonder look at the time We've been here nearly four hours Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun
0: Okie-dokie. <laughs>
5: okay. um. The internet is really, really great.
0: For Pottercast.
5: <laughs> got a fast connection, so I don't have to wait. For,
0: for Pottercast. Pottercast.
5: <laughs> it comes every Sunday night. For Pottercast. If it was as soon as i well, treat. For, for Pottercast. <laughs>
0: for Pottercast.
5: Like a uh. surfing... It's like it's going by in about 10 minutes.
0: It's broadcast and it's about an hour. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Really not what the song says. (laughs) That's exactly how it goes.